There are several new additions to Validations in Rails 3, but before I get into that, let's make sure that we're using the latest version of Rails 3, which is currently Beta 3. To get this new beta, which was just released a couple weeks ago, you could do gem install rails, double dash pre, and that will install that latest version. After that's installed, you might have some difficulty running the rails command. This is because there's some backwards compatibility issues with earlier betas. To fix this, you can run the gem cleanup command, which will remove older versions of installed gems. After that's done, we should be able to run the rails command just fine. All right, so now that we have a new application to work with, we can check out some of these new validation features. Let's start by generating some scaffolding for uh, a user model, and we'll give it a name and an email address. And then, of course, migrate our database. If you take a look at the form which was generated from that scaffolding, you can see it looks quite a bit different than normal because we have all the error messages being displayed at the very top of this form pretty verbosely. And this is because the error messages for helper method is no longer available in the latest release, neither is the error messages method. These methods have been extracted out into a plugin called dynamic form. So you can simply install this plugin to get these methods back if you want them. But I don't really recommend doing that because these methods have been moved into a plugin for a reason. A common need in most Rails applications is a way to customize how these error messages are presented, but doing so through the older methods was a little bit cumbersome and not quite as flexible as just having the error messages laid out in HTML like this, because here we can easily change this to, for example, an H3 tag, or change how the lists are laid out. So if we want to, we can easily remove all this duplication from other forms that may have error, error validations by just creating a partial. And I recommend just calling render to a shared uh, error messages partial. And then you can pass in the target object, which will be, in this case, the user object. Now we can create that partial by going into our views directory and adding a new folder here called shared. And then adding a new error messages for, or just error messages uh, partial. And then just paste those error messages into here and of course change that user object to target, and that will reference the object that was passed into the partial, so it will be different for every form. And you'll also want to make this message more generic, so we could just say prohibited this record from being saved, so that it works for every kind of model. Now let's try this out by adding some validations to our user model. I'll just add a validates presence of email, just to make sure that email address is filled in. And then when we go to create a new user, we get our normal validation errors like always. As you can see, it's pretty easy to move the error messages into a partial and keep things very flexible. But if you do want those helper methods back, you may want to do something similar to what I do in the nifty generators. So if you take a look at the nifty layout generator provided there, which is by the way now Rails 3 compatible, it generates a error messages helper file, which includes that error messages for helper method along with the form builder method. Now this is a kind of a simplified version of the one that Rails provided, so it's very easy to customize too to fit your needs if you want to. So you may want to just add this helper module into your application to get these methods. I'll post uh, this code inside the show notes. Another new feature in Rails 3 that I'm really glad to see included is the ability to reflect on validations. Now you might use this, for example, in a form where you want to display some kind of asterisk or indication that a given field is required. 
Now, before in the past, this would uh, mean you have to install an external plugin to determine what validations are on that given user to see if their presence of validation is included for that specific field. But now this is included inside of Rails, so it's much easier to add some kind of indication to a field. Let me show you. It's easiest for me to show you this in the console. So here we are and we have our user model and we can just call validators on this to get an array of validations that have been added to that given user model. As you can see, here we have just one validation which is the validates presence of validator. And we can even call validators on and provide a specific column or attribute, so in this case, email, and that will return that same one because this applies to the email attribute but there aren't any validations for the name attribute. Now you'll most likely want to perform this check inside of your form builder, probably inside the label method so that you can automatically add the asterisk inside of there in the most efficient manner. But here it's kind of out of the scope of this episode. So here I'm just going to add a custom helper method called uh, mark required, and then just pass it the user and uh, the column we want to check. So in this case, email. So inside of our application helper, let's create that method called mark required. And it will take an object and an attribute. And what we want to do is display an asterisk only if that given object's class has a validators on that attribute. Um, let's just map all the classes to this. So that way, if that array of classes includes that specific validator, which is the presence of validator. So this way, it will only return the asterisk if it has the validation presence of on that specific attribute. And you'll want to call this method on every field in your form so that it marks the asterisk when appropriate. So we can apply it to our name field here, but uh, this is pretty redundant, so you probably want to apply this to the form builder itself. And now when we reload the page here, watch our email field. It added the asterisk here, but not for the name because that doesn't have the validation on it. So far, I've only been covering validations in the view layer, but there's some excellent additions to how validations work in the model layer as well. For details on this, I recommend you check out Michael Linzar's post on the subject, which I'll link to in the show notes, uh, but I'll go into some detail here too. One very important difference is that the validations have been moved out of active record into the new active model. This basically means it's much easier to add validations to non-active record objects, but I'll get into that more in detail in a future episode. What I want to focus on here is how we can make the validations inside this user model more efficient. So let's say we have multiple validations on the same email attribute. For example, we might have validates uniqueness of email, uh, maybe validates format of email, and so on. But instead of doing it in multiple separate validations like this, in Rails 3, it's now possible to just call a single validates method and then pass your uh, separate validations through attributes, a hash of attributes at the end here. So for example, we can say um, presence, say that's true. Uh, uniqueness, say that's true. And then for format, um, because I need to supply additional arguments here to the format kind of validation, I can just supply secondary hash instead of the true option and say with, um, and then some kind of regular expression. I'll just use the one given exa example in that post that I mentioned. So as you can see, you can supply any number of validations you want to an attribute in one concise call. Now I wouldn't go too crazy with this. I think the long hash of attributes can be a little bit cumbersome for um, if it gets too many, 
but in certain situations I think it works really nicely. Now the next thing I want to show you is how we can make this format option more concise and clean it up a bit because you often want to validate email addresses and having this regular expression in here is um, uh, kind of ugly and it would be nicer if we can extract this out into a separate validation. So to do this we can create a separate Ruby class inside of our lib directory and call it uh, email format validator.rb. To save us some time I'll just paste this code in and basically you can see we have a class which inherits from this each validator class and then this just expects us to define this validate each method where it passes in the object attribute and value. We just check if the given value matches our regular expression and then if it doesn't then we'll just add this error message um, onto our object's errors. And really we can have any kind of validation we want here. In uh, Michael's blog post I mentioned earlier it provides a much more complex email validation check. But the important point here is that we can now change our validations inside of our user model or wherever else we want email validations and just change this to call email format as true. And then this looks for a class called email format validator and then passes that validation behavior into this custom class. So here you can see if we supply an email address which isn't formatted properly, it displays that error message just like we want. So this provides a really nice way to abstract out the complex validations from your model and uh, makes it easy to remove any duplication across model validations. So anyway, that's it for this episode. Thanks for watching.